Thank you so very much for joining in on another episode of Rise Up. This is episode number 55, ladies and gentlemen. We made it. We're here. All of us are here together. We've got 538 people tuning in before I even came on camera. We have a total of 140 rumbles. Please do me the ever so humble and kind favor of sharing this link out to all your family and friends, uh, liking the video, make sure it's right down there, right down there. Uh, you'll see a little thumbs up button. Please hit that. I would appreciate it. Um, that right there was Zach Williams rescue story. Now that is my all time favorite Christian modern day Christian song. Uh, me, my daughter and I, if you guys remember, those of you who've been following me for quite some time, if you remember last year on Telegram, um, and I think I maybe put it up on Getter too, uh, my daughter and I sang this sto- uh, song for you, uh, karaoke style. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, I would say it's at least my top three of my favorite uh, modern day Christian 
songs. I would like to know what your modern day Christian song, uh, your favorites are. But I know there's a lot of folks in the chat who really enjoy the, you know, the traditional hymns over the modern day music. Um, but to each their own, you know, I guess the good thing is it is all spreading the gospel. Let's go to the rumble chat. If we can pull this up, there it is right there. Sorry. These lights are bright today. Boom. There we go. Mima Becky. Good morning, Jeremy and Eli. Good morning. How are you? Amanda says, I remember when you both sung that. Well, thank you very much. Yes, it was so much fun. L Ryder says, I need unspoken prayer this morning. Well, we would like to speak it, too, uh, so we'll give you spoken and unspoken prayer. Carol the Cowgirl is here. Grammy Love is in the building. Tina Marie said she shared on Getter, True Social, Twitter, and Telegram. Well, I shared on Getter, True Social, um, Instagram, and Telegram, so uh, almost the same exact ones. Zach Williams, uh, yeah, he's so great. Jesus Take the Wheel by Carrie Underwood, that's a good one too. Yes, it is. Hills and Valleys by Torrin Wells. Yeah, Torrin Wells is an amazing, amazing Christian um, artist. I love the song The Anchor Holds. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a really good one. Child of God by We the Kingdom. So see, folks, if you... um, if you look at some of these songs, you write these down. Everybody said they're looking for more Christian songs to learn. Well, there's a whole bunch of them right there in the chat. Ray says, my profile picture is finally showing up, but I think my dog is upside down. <laughs> oh, I love both hymns and present day songs. So do I. So do I. And then one more here. Rosebud says, just made a decision to have that song played at my funeral not being morbid, but none of us knows when. That's right. That is right. I told my wife, I said, look, at my funeral, I want it to be, I want it to be all for God. I want it to be this, just this wonder. I want church at my funeral. That's what I want. So, you know, all of us, you know, none of us will really care. We'll be dead. Uh, but it, it, it is what we want to leave on, you know, the long lasting memory of ourselves that we want to leave on with our families. And really, I just want all glory to go to God, you know, but, uh, I speak. Jesus is my favorite song. That's a good one too. Lori says going to see big daddy weave on Friday. Look, they are one of my all time favorite Christian bands as well. I love their music. Um, Torn Wells was on TBN last night. Uh, great, uh, great, some joy in the morning. Great joy in the morning. Yeah, Torn Wells is really great. Well, anyway, folks, uh, today, as you know, we are leaving uh, for DC, myself and producer Eli, and just so happens that it's uh, a snowstorm out. So you know, has to be that we can't drive away and have it be sunny. You know, we got to drive away and pack in a snowstorm. Luckily. We have four-wheel drive in my truck, so that's good. Uh, but we are heading out to D.C. today. It'll be a, probably about a 10-hour drive for us. So we will not be there until later this evening, and I'm sure we will just want to pass right out. I want to thank everybody who's been donating for our trip and for our efforts. I never would have realized how expensive it is. I almost dipped into the Slurp Fund, but so many people donated yesterday that we didn't have to. So thank you so very much for that. And I have some terrible news to bring to you this morning. Dave Bray USA will not be able to make it to accompany us in D.C. Uh, He got some results back yesterday that um, I don't want to get too personal. It's his medical uh, stuff, but he got some results back yesterday, uh, some stuff to, to do with his heart. And he's told to be on bed rest for a while. So um, if I could ask for everybody, thank you, CQ. God bless you for that. Thank you for that donation for CPAC. If I could ask everybody to please pray for Dave Bray USA and his family. Uh, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Jeremy, even though I'm sick, I look forward to this show. It lifts me up. Says Yvonne, Yvonne, sir. Uh, Yvonne Sr., maybe, I don't know if that, what that means, uh, but uh, we'll pray for you too. But please pray for Dave Bray USA and his family. Uh, they definitely need it. But you know what, folks, the show must go on. And Will Johnson will be filling in for me tonight on Live from America because I'll be driving, obviously. But then Will Johnson is going right and catching a night flight 
to D.C. because he'll be there with us. Isabel O'Reilly Moody will not be accompanying us to uh, Washington, D.C. So um, Will Johnson will be there. And we're just we're going to be representing all of you guys. We're going to be representing God first. And we're going to be representing LFA TV and our LFA TV family second. And that's what we're going for. So, you know, it's going to be uh, just keep us in your prayers, folks. We really appreciate that. And uh, I tell you what, I don't know how many people down there are going to be spreading the gospel. But you know your boy going to be spreading the gospel down there every day as many times as I possibly can. And I hope to see you guys there. Okay? So let's go to the Lord in prayer as we're starting today uh, on this Rise Up show. And uh, let's, you know, ask for prayers for those who are hurting today. There's so many people in the chat that are hurting uh, physically and emotionally. And we just really want the Lord to touch them today. We really want the Lord to, to make them feel uh, great today. So let's do that, Lord. Uh, please remove your hats. Lord and Heavenly Father. Lord and Heavenly Father, we ask that you, that you touch every soul. Bless every soul that is watching this live or that will watch this later today. Lord, we know that so many thousands watch this after the fact. And for those who are watching after the live, we pray for them as well. We pray for everybody who's listening on podcasts and radios. And Lord, we just ask you to lift up their spirits. There are so many people hurting. You know, all I have to do is read the comments and I cry. All I have to do is read my emails and I cry. Lord, there's so many people out there that are in need of of healing, uh, both physically and, and emotionally and spiritually as well. And Lord, if you could just touch them in any one of those three today, we, we would very much be grateful. And we are thankful that we have the knowledge and the wisdom that you provide for us, first and foremost, on how to be a Christ-like individual and walk in, this, in the light of God and be a representative and ambassador for the Word of God. Lord, we ask that no matter what your will is, that we follow it and that we see your path. We don't ask to see two days in, the, in, in, in front of us, and we don't care to see two, ba- two days behind us, Lord. We ask that you keep our focus on the here and now, because the present is a present. And for that, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, you might be wondering about this morning's newsletter. And we're going to do a little something different today. Because I was so busy getting things ready this morning, I didn't really have time to type out how I felt about reading this morning's verses that led me to this morning's newsletter. Jeremy, I heard last night that Mike Lindell will be speaking at noon on Saturday and President Trump will be the last speaker on Saturday. Well, we will cover that. And we will also be interviewing Mike Lindell in our booth, I am sure. Uh, But I titled today's show, It, and I put that in quotes, It was with God in the beginning. So what was it? We know that the Holy Spirit was with God in the beginning. And we know that Jesus was with God in the beginning. But that's not what what I'm talking about. If you guys could all please share as soon as possible, because I want everybody to read or hear this, these, uh, these words today. Now, my verse of the day came from Proverbs 8, 22 through 31. However, I'm going to read Proverbs 1, uh, 8, 1 through 36 for you right now. I want to read the whole thing. Jeremy is working on desktop now. If I missed your good morning, I'm sorry. And good morning back to you. Well, Shelly Rose, thank you. Thank you. I want to read from Proverbs because Proverbs is probably, if you don't read any other book of the Bible ever, Proverbs would be a great one. I'll tell you that. Can we request a heavenly birthday for rain? She would have been seven this week. Oh, she would have been. R-A-Y-N-E. Before we get to Proverbs, of course, we can sing happy birthday to Rain, who would have been seven. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Rain. Happy birthday 
to you. Happy birthday, Rain. You are in a lot better place than we are. But we know it's hard for your family that you left behind. So happy birthday. Proverbs 1, or Proverbs, excuse me, 8, 1 through 36. I'd like to read that for you if I could right now. Does not wisdom call? Question mark. Does not wisdom call? If God is always calling our name, then wisdom must be always calling our name. Does not understanding raise her voice on the heights beside the way at the crossroads? She takes her stand beside the gate in front of the town at the entrance of the portals. She cries out loud to you. O men, I call. And my cry is to the children of man. Oh, simple ones, learn prudence, she says. Oh, fools, learn sense. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth, she says. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. Why do you guys think I'm trying to stop saying inappropriate jokes just for the sake of saying them? All the words of my mouth are righteous. I can't say that. She can, who we're talking about here. I can't yet say that. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands. And right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than the choice of gold. For wisdom is better than jewels. And all you may desire cannot compare with her. She goes on. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. And I find knowledge in discretion. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance and the way of evil. And perverted speech I hate. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength. By me kings reign and rulers decree what is just. By me princes rule and nobles. All who govern justly. I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently find me. Who are we talking about here folks? Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, in the path of justice, granting an inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasures, treasuries. Who are we talking about? Who is the her? The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work. Not possessed like devil possessed. Possessed as in ownership. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work. The first of his acts of old. The first. Ages ago I was set up. Who are we talking about? At the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. No, we're not talking about the Holy Spirit. And no, we're not talking about Jesus. Before he had made the earth with its fields, or the first of the dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, firmament. When he established the mountains of the deep. When he assigned to the sea its limits. So that the waters might not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundation of the earth. Then I was beside him. 
like a master workman, and I was daily his delight. Rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in the inhabited word and delighting in the children of man. Who are we talking about? Almost done here. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instructions and be wise and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself and who hates me loves death. Who are we talking about? Shivi says the Holy Spirit. That's not who we're talking about. And we are not talking about Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about wisdom. Wisdom in the form of a person talking of her. Wisdom. Now, you know what I love about the Bible? How it assigns things like wisdom and discernment and stuff like that as her. Now, why would it do that? The Bible says wisdom is more precious than rubies, Proverbs 8.11, and we just read that. And gold, Proverbs 16.16, yes, even the finest gold, wisdom was with God. Wisdom, stuff, something that we all seek so badly. But here's the kicker, something that all of us have, most of us, because most of us have been through so much, but we don't apply it. I don't apply my wisdom Every day, all day, I should. This is not Psalms, this is Proverbs. Proverbs 8, 1 through 36, if you want to get out your Bibles. Now, why do you suppose that the Bible refers to wisdom and other amazing blessings of God and that were with God in the beginning? Why does he refer to them? Why does the Bible refer to them as a her? Well, just like you are married to your wife and you become one flesh the church is married with Jesus they have become one flesh the word of God the good news God himself and us made in his image are of one flesh and it is like his bride the church is Jesus's bride and our wives are our brides that's why it refers to it as her It is a love. It is something that is married to God, married to Jesus, married to us. However, we do not apply it. Why? Why do we not apply our wisdom? Because we all have it and we're all gaining it every day, but yet we don't apply it. We set wisdom aside, but yet wisdom was there with God before anything. Wisdom. Let's see what the LFA chat has to say about wisdom. Rumble chat. God is coming for his bride. We must prepare for him. That's only fair if Jesus is preparing for us. Bruce, Bruce Carroll says, I meant no one listens to me here in my house and place. Sorry, I was just hurt, and I'm blind again in truth. Bruce, it's okay, brother. We love you. We listen to you. We are here. Solomon prayed for wisdom, and he was the most wise man that ever lived, but he was so torn. He didn't apply his wisdom where he should have in some cases. Not in all cases, but in some. Larry, sometimes ignorance is bliss. I'm blonde. Trust me, says Carol. (laughs) Because we're imperfect and don't think we have wisdom. That's a great answer, Shivi. Vicky says her mom's maiden name was wisdom. Wow. Folks, there's a very big difference between wisdom and intelligence. There are so many people out there that are very intelligent, very smart, That's not wisdom. Wisdom can only come with experience. Experience of trials and tribulations. Experience in doing the wrong thing for so long. 
Bad Moon just said something really amazing. Wisdom comes with responsibilities. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Obligations, responsibilities, duties. And you must, you must adhere to them. Dr. Sauce Norton says, I hope to gain wisdom every day. Just curious, if you come down near 1781 Split to Head to CPAC, would love to say hello for you for a second, Lori says. Well, you know what? There's like so many people that would love for me to stop and say hello. And trust me, I wish I could. But we're on a very tight time schedule. We are going to be so incredibly tired. Uh, Been up since 5 this morning getting ready. We won't get there till about 10 tonight. So I apologize, but we're not going to make any uh, pit stops. Um, and And we'd love to. Trust me, it's not that we don't want to. We'd love to, but we just can't. Hexlean72 says, wisdom equals truth equals power. I have a lot of wisdom and gained it very young as a child, said Tina Marie. Wisdom's a great thing. I want to read to you from One Minute Prayer for Dads. It's page 169, if you have it. 169. And this is also from Proverbs, a little bit later than where we just read. And it says, well, hold on, I want to stop here. Wisdom comes with age. I would not trade being 20 again for wisdom. Well, Marilyn, yes and no. Wisdom comes with age by default. But there are a lot of people that are old that have not been through a lot for whatever reason. And there's a lot of people that are 30 that have been through 10 times more than somebody who's 70 in some cases. So wisdom doesn't only come with age. Wisdom comes with age and or experience. I was wise beyond my years when I got out of prison, but I didn't apply it and I didn't understand how much of a blessing wisdom was. But now that I understand it, now that I'm walking with God, the Holy Spirit, whom I rely on every day, and I'm 43, is allowing my wisdom that is in me to flourish, to flourish and to be in public for all to see. So I would say that wisdom comes with age, yes, but and slash or experience. Proverbs 24, 3 and 4. If you've got your Bibles and you're already on Proverbs anyway, go to Proverbs 24, 3 and 4. And we're on page 169 of One Minute Prayer for Dads. Sometimes I forget what book we're reading. Says this, by wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, The rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. I love the parable here of your home. Now, this is titled, A House Must Be a Home. Now, every time you guys, we do the home title lock sponsorship read, we talk about how a home is so much more than four walls and a roof and a door, right? That's a house. A home is something far different. And I will read this one more time. It says, By wisdom, a house is built. So the wisdom that God gives you is your house of the Lord. Your house of God is built. And by understanding, it is established. Meaning, understanding that wisdom that you've been given, understanding where it comes from, and understanding the full ramifications and all the different branches of of that specific uh, scenario, situation that you're in. By understanding that, that is how it is established and rooted and like a foundation. And by knowledge, the rooms are filled. So what comes with wisdom? Knowledge. Knowledge by default. That's how your rooms are filled. With all the precious and pleasant riches that you've gained in that time. That is why we should pray for the hard times. That is why we should know, hey, trials are coming. Valleys are coming. I know they're coming. So because I know they're coming, I should pray for them now that when they do come, that I will get as much knowledge as I can out of it. Look, my wife thinks I'm a pessimist sometimes because I say, when this business falls, 
or when our income goes back to zero. She goes, well, why do you say that? Why do you even say that? And I say, because I'm expecting it. And she goes, so you're expecting to not do this job anymore and have and go back to a, you know, working as um, an IT or, or, or in sales or something like that and starting from the bottom and you're work, working your way back up. You're, you're, you're expecting that to happen. I said, yes, I don't want it to happen. I like doing this job, but I, I, I guess I'm, I'm not, I don't expect it to happen. I'm prepared for it to happen. And I pray that when that day does come, if or when, that I've been there before. I know what to do. And it's okay because I don't live by all of this. I don't live by food alone. I live by God's word and I'm okay with all that. So I'm okay for if them, you know, pits and valleys come again and I don't have my own show and we're not, you know, doing LFA. Now, I don't think that, I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm prepared for it to happen. You know what I mean? And I'm okay with it. A wise dad knows that beyond as many chores around the house and yard, there's also the duty of turning the house into a home. With mom's help, of course, your house will hold memories for your children. Make those memories a good one. Make those memories so good that they help the kids understand where you're coming from and they help the kids personalize their rooms. Ask them to help you decide where to plant that new tree. They're a part of it. Just like you guys. <laughs> Lulu Red says you should not profess with your mouth negative thoughts in my opinion. Well, I'll get back to, to this in a moment. I had to address this really quick. I don't see that as a negative. Like I said, there's no bad news or good news. There's just things that happen. And your, percep- and your perception of those things or the way you look at those things or how you, how you react to those things, that is what's good or bad, you know? I have a newsletter with 10,000 of you in it. I'd love to have 30,000 of you in it. I will always be able to send out that newsletter and share the word of God with you. I will always be able to have the word of God in me. I'll always have the Holy Spirit in me. For that, I'm saying when bad times come, because God promises not if, but when troubles come, I'll be able to deal with them. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Now, going back to this, it says ask your children basically to help you build the home. You're not building the home alone. Just like we didn't build, I didn't build LFA alone. LFA is powered by the people, powered by all of you. And we get our source of energy to power this from God. So when we make a major decision here on LFA, like to bring on sponsors or to, you know, whatever, I include you because it is your baby. This is your baby as much as it is mine. So when we make big decisions, I include you. Just like you should include your kids in the building of your home, not your house. Create a special play place where you wrestle on the floor with your kids when they're young, obviously. And don't forget a place where you pray as a family. Lord, when I consider our home, I want to think of it as a place where you bring blessings I want our home to be a shelter of peace, love, and security. Help me build that kind of home. Help me with the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge that will furnish our homes with precious and pleasant riches. Oh God, I invite you to be the Lord of our home. Amen. I do know this. If we don't spend time with our kids praying or spend time with our kids, like in the morning before I leave to work, I get, I gather, I go, kids, Tristan, Shaylin, Lily, Jaden, Sabrina. And I call them all into the living room before I leave for work every day. Some of them don't want to be like my oldest, you know, sometimes it's the girls. You know, they are old enough now to where they have those rough times of the month, I'll say. So it's really bad when, when that happens. But I call them all into our living room. 
whether they want to be there or not. And I pray over them, and I pray wisdom and blessings over them, and I pray safety over them, and I, and I ask that God will guide each one of our kids to do something special for somebody else that day. And we do that every day. Now, there are days that we forget or there aren't kids there or there already kids have already left early because they've got, you know, uh, stuff in the mornings. They're all in different clubs and stuff like that. On those days, and, we've, and we're not all there and we don't do that, days are rough. Days are not the same. So it lets me know that those, as the father, as the head of household, bringing my, you know, my kids into the living room, to start out the day, whether they want to hear it or not, they are praying where there's two or more gathered in the name of God. God is there. So whether they want to or not, God is in our living room. Whether they want to receive him or not, they are. Just by me as the head of household doing that. So you got, I didn't used to do that. I do it now. I do it now. And another thing, folks, we've been talking about how as a society, it has taught us to put our children over our spouses and how that's wrong. Ever since my wife and I stopped putting our children before our marriage, our marriage has increased in love, joy, patience with each other, no arguing about anything, understanding what to open your mouth about and what not to open your mouth about. The way you make faces that might be misconstrued by your spouses, what's wrong with you today? You always got that look on your face. Our marriage, if it was at a seven before, because we've always had a pretty good marriage. If it was at a six, we've had fours. We've had days and weeks where it's been fours and threes. But overall, I'd say our, our marriage is a seven out of 10. Well, since then, it is a 10 out of 10. So just by taking that wisdom that we never applied and applying that wisdom of natural order of the way God wants you to live in the Bible, it has increased our family's closeness, patience with each other. It has even increased my relationship with my kids because now I'm not giving my kids every second of every day that I, or every minute of every moment that I'm home with them, which means I don't get frustrated or, 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 you know, my, don't lose my patience with them because I'm not spending every waking moment with them. Now I'm spending that my time with my wife and my wife and I are now building on that foundation, strengthening that foundation that we had not strengthened for so long. We thought we did, but now we know we were so far away. And, the, and, and, and thanks to society for that. Oh, put your kids first. Put your kids first. Do you know what I never hear when it's ship is going down or when you have to you know, save everybody in the room? You never hear it said this way. Children and women first. You hear women and children first. Never understood that. Why do they always say that? C comes before W. So naturally you would say that first. No, women and children first. So husbands out there, you put your wives after God and you put your children after your wives. That does not mean you neglect your children. That does not mean that you don't love your children. That does not mean that you wouldn't take a bullet for your children. That does not mean that you don't sacrifice for your children. What it means is without the relationship with you and your spouse you have nothing your house comes becomes back to just being or your home reverts back to being just a house do you want to live in just a house with nothing in it no love no joy no wisdom no salvation no grace no mercy no blessings i don't rather be dead So my wife and I are applying this in our lives now. And it has been the greatest month that we've ever had. And guess what? We're not out spending money. We're not on some vacation that we couldn't afford to begin with. We're at home spending almost no money and we are happier than we've ever been. 
goes to show you that the things of the world are just so temporary and lame. But the things of God are eternal and great. Happier than we've... No, more joyful than we've ever been. Because we are applying that wisdom the way we're supposed to be applying it. It's truly incredible. Amen. Let's go to the Rumble chat. Let's see what, uh, let's see what everybody's saying over there. A house is not a home. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, a home with nothing in it is just a cold house. Good morning, Salty Debbie. I'm glad you could finally join us. Thank you very much. Your children will learn by example. Amen. My pastor says, never let children sit between their parents. Mom and dad should always sit united in church. Amen. My wife and I do that too. We never let our children sit between us. Ever, 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 ever. And then, by, by the way, it's, it's in age order after that. All the way down to, to, to the youngest. Because our, our, our youngest is actually goes down to, to children's church. She's only five. Purple Snowflake is celebrating her 19th anniversary today. Happy anniversary to you and your husband. Meemaw said, since our kids are grown and live away, we don't see them a lot. House is hubby and 24-7. God is good. Yeah, it is. It is. Amen. Preach it, Jeremy. That's the only thing I know how to do uh, when I get word from God is preach it loud. Larry says, okay, I live, lived under a staircase at a motel before when I was homeless. Yeah, Larry, unfortunately, so many of us know what that feels like. I know what that feels like, too. And it's, 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 even when you get all the way down there, you still have God, you know? Trust me, I was in a prison cell, solitary confinement for 13 months. I'd rather have been homeless than that. So I know what you mean. OFP Farm says, I love staying at home on my busy farm. Ladies and gentlemen, OFP Farms doesn't sponsor me or anything like that. They do sponsor Sean. But I definitely urge you to go check out, check them out. Check out OFP Farms. Good Christian solid-based family. A farm, you know, is probably struggling because, you know, you know, the world trying to cut everybody out of the mix. What I would like to do for a second, if I could, is I would like to go and um, highlight our sponsor of this show, Rise Up. And that is the Trumpet Daily, ladies and gentlemen. The Trumpet Daily. Let's see. Do I have this up on a? Uh, I don't know if I. Um, I don't know if I have the side by side of this. Um, we'll just do it like this. How about that? We'll just go just like that. That works too. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go highlight TrumpetDaily.com. TrumpetDaily.com. Tomorrow's news today. Uh, from a Bible-based point of view, from a Christian point of view, much like LFA TV, the Trumpet Daily provides daily Christian, faith-based, family, and conservative political content in newsletters, in the way of actual publication, magazines, in the mail, like you would if you, you know, uh, got like, National Wildlife or something like that, or Gun Magazine. It comes to your house every month. You can download free books, or you can get physical books, physical copies. It's thetrumpetdaily.com, ladies and gentlemen. Thetrumpetdaily.com. Check them out today. Sign up for their publication. Sign up for their newsletters. And get even more of what we offer here on LFA TV. Trumpetdaily.com. They were some of the first people to call out some of the craziness that are going on in this world, even before LFA TV was around. So check them out. It's worth the, uh, it's definitely worth it. Again, that is trumpetdaily.com, ladies and gentlemen. Check them out. Uh, what's OFP stuff? Well, OFP Farms, like, you know, uh, products made from, from goats, like lip balm and stuff like that. All natural American-made stuff. That's what it is. Kind of gave them a plug. Just because they are such big supporters of the network. Moving on, we're going to go to the Bible Promise Book for morning and evening. And today we're going to read from Loving Others. And if you have your Bibles, please turn to Matthew. Okay? 
Matthew 22. So many people, you know, follow along with their Bibles. And I just, I love that because as much as I love the app on your phone, which is great because you can kind of take it with you wherever you go. Um, what I really love about actual books is feeling the weight of the pages. You know what I mean? It, it almost like you feel the weight of the word. So if you're at home, you have your Bibles, I urge you to follow along with me. Maybe you're going to have a different version that I read from. So it's cool to, you know, shh, compare the versions. Now, this version from this devotional is going to be brought from the NIV version. Matthew 22, 37 and through 39. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest of commandments. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And now I'm going to read from the NLT, which is the New Living Translation, from 1 John 3.18. 1 John 3.18. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Where do you think the old saying, actions speak louder than words, came from? Now, a lot of the times, folks, your inactions are just as important, if not more important, than your actions. And by default, I would say that your, in, your action is your inaction. Kind of one without the other, right? However, somebody said something to me about two weeks ago that I'll never forget. We get so busy asking God for things. We get so busy asking God what to do and what decisions to make that we forget to ask God what not to do. And what decisions not to make. And which direction that we should not go. Same thing goes here. A lot of the times my actions are sinful. And I let inappropriate jokes slide off my tongue. I unknowingly and kind of just quickly and and, and, and off the cuff say something bad about somebody that's walking on a street or somebody like that. Like, move out of the way, you libtard. Like, you could just tell they've got purple hair and they have pants that should fit a baby on. Those kind of people. Those are actions I should not take. You know, the way of the world. Mistakes we all make, I guess. People say love is a decision. Sounds simple, simple enough, right? Fact is that telling others that we love them and showing that love, that love, are two very different realities. Jesus is the embodiment is the embodiment of active love, not just saying, "Hey, I love you." Well, show me. Well, that's what Jesus does. He's the embodiment of active love. He loved those who were lo- who were thought most unlovable, and we are called to do the same. That Super Bowl commercial. Lisa Moppin, thank you so much for the $100 donation for CPAC. We love you and God bless you. That Super Bowl commercial that so many people hated. That's just sensationalizing BLM. That's just promoting Antifa. Look what they're doing. It's a bad commercial because it's showing cops in a bad light. What? There's no bad cops out there? There's no cops out there that are abusing their power? When they pull somebody over and give them a ticket or beat the crap out of them, whether they're white or black, kill them. There's no bad cops out there. No, 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 folks. That Super Bowl commercial was so incredible because it made both sides hate it. And Jesus said, if you are hated, don't worry. I was hated long before you were. So it's part of the job. And that Super Bowl commercial ended with Jesus loves the ones you hate. So if you don't hate anybody, then you didn't take any offense to that commercial whatsoever. You didn't find a reason to pick it apart. However, if you did pick that commercial apart, 
And you did say negative things about that commercial promoting Jesus above all things. Sounds like that commercial was made for you. See what I'm saying? I don't want you to take offense to that from me. Take offense to that from God. It's not up to me to judge you for that. It's not up to me to tell you you were right or wrong for that. But it is up to me to tell you that if you took offense to it, then that commercial was for you. Lord, let me be intentional, active, and willing to put aside my own desires so that I can love others better. One thing I don't want you guys to think is that I am holier than thou. One thing I don't want you guys to think is that I think that I know more than each and every one of you, especially about the gospel. I do not. I'm relying on two things to do this show. Wisdom which I thank God for and the Holy Spirit to say the right things to you. And I got to tell you, in most cases, this show is so amazing and God is using this show in such a way that I never, ever, ever would have imagined that when the Holy Spirit takes over and talks to you, you need to understand That it is not me who is convicting you. It is not me who is telling you that you are wrong or right. It's me as a meat puppet. But it's not coming from Jeremy Harrell and his way of thinking or his thought process and what you should or shouldn't do. It's almost like when Ray Comfort goes out. And he asks people, have you ever told a lie? And they say, yes. And he goes, what do you call somebody who tells lies? They say a liar. He says, have you ever lusted over somebody? Yes. What do you call that? That's lust. Have you ever hated somebody in your life? Yes, I have. Well, Jesus said that those who hate are are a commit murder with somebody in their heart. Have you ever dishonored your parents? Yes, I have. Have you ever used the Lord's name in vain? Yes, I have. What do you call those things? And he gets those people to admit it. And then at the end, he says, I'm not judging you. This is for you for to, this is for you to know for yourself. But you've just admitted to me that you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterous at heart. Whoa. Some that's conviction. So when I do this show, and if you feel any way, shape, or form convicted, or you feel like attacked, or you feel like that applies to me, or you feel guilty of something, don't get mad at me. Don't lash out at me as some of you have. Some, I've been in church since I was five years old. You've been in church since 2016. What do you know? Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you this, but I'm going to, I'm going to leave it with this. Every day somebody comes before Jesus. Thinking I've taken my children to church every Sunday. I went to church every Sunday. I grew up in the word and the gospel I prayed before every meal. I prayed on Sundays with my family. I dressed up in my beautiful Sunday dressings. I told everybody else about how great it is to be a Christian. And sometimes when it's fitting, I say God bless to people. I've not cheated on my life, wife. I'm not a liar. I don't steal things. I'm a good person. And I am a man of God. And they look at Jesus on that day and Jesus says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquities. I never knew you. On that day, it is too late. So you could be this most, oh, I go to church every Sunday. Guess guess what? If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, a real relationship with Jesus, it's over. So when people come at me with that, I don't take offense to it. I feel pity on them because I know that those, they are those people that Jesus is going to say that to. 
And I feel sad. Those are those people that is going that are going to stand in front of Jesus one day, not by my judgment, by what the Bible says, and Jesus is going to say, "Depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you." Worst thing you could ever hear. Scariest thing for a Christian. Christian. Call yourself a Christian all you want, but if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, if you don't understand and learn how to let go of fear and how to trust and lean on Jesus, then he will say to you, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. I don't want to hear those words ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Farish is coming up next with Ungoverned. I would ask each of you and every one of you, even if you can't watch his show, please go over there and click as soon as you get off this because his, vid- his, uh, his pre-video is already up. Click on his show and click the like button. I would appreciate that. Thank you for joining me today. Please pray for me and Eli and our safety as we drive through this snowstorm and head down to D.C. Pray for our safety at, in D.C. Pray for the safety of the entire LFA network. Pray for the, for the tech functions and all of that. Pray for that we have enough finances. We would appreciate that. And I'm going to take you out the same way I brought you in. And that's with playing a little rescue story from my favorite Christian artist, Zach Williams. So, ladies and gentlemen... Thank you for being here. God bless each and every one of you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Please hit the like button on your way out. It's just that little thumbs up right down there. I, I, I can't wait to see you guys at 11. And as soon as the 11 o'clock show is over, me and Eli are gone. Tonight, there will be a 5 o'clock show. So make sure you tune in for that as well. Have a great morning, ladies and gentlemen. Please go uh, purchase yourself some Rise Up coffee. We've got so much of it. We'd love to. We'd love Love to sell it all so we can get some more. So maybe we can focus on getting some decap next. It's at jeremyharrell.com. Have a great morning, everybody. Sean Farish is up next. See you later. God bless you. We love you. Folks. 
Never get